Hey, Billy, why don't we tell them what we're about, man? So we're here to welcome you to the Madhouse Chronicles. It's a talk show with myself, Billy Morrison. And me, as the This man, Prince of Darkness, and we watch and react to the maddest internet clips. What do we discuss, Ozzy? Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, all that kind of shit. Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, and all that kinds of shit. Come and join Ozzy and myself. Visit OsborneMediaHouse.com to get special access to... Come to, on! What do you say? Do you think it's the wildest show on the internet? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only on LA Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. Welcome to all of you watching on Facebook Live and to those of you listening by audio across the various platforms that you can find podcasts. I want to thank you as my listener for subscribing, sharing, and tuning in to this podcast. Today is episode 180. And I just appreciate your listenership. I encourage you to please continue to rate this podcast on iTunes and give me a review. I'd love to know what you think, who you'd like me to interview, and where I can find them if you have a lead. And I have been focused specifically on building my social media presence on Instagram and Facebook at NOLA Therapy, N-O-L-A-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y. I have a video series on Instagram of spiritual hacks, and they are tips and techniques and practices, including some of which my guest today speaks about and how he formulates and constructs his day. I do things, videos about, say, the importance of a morning routine, which is something my guest today will be speaking about, and habits that can make you just really an effective person in whatever genre or business or discipline you come from. So I'd really love you to check that out at NOLA Therapy. Subscribe, follow me on Instagram and Facebook. I really would love your support there. And join my email list at nolatherapy.com. I have a book coming out in 2020 titled The Chiron Effect, Healing Our Core Wounding Through Empathy and Self-Forgiveness. I want to be able to get you that book and associated materials. It's about self-healing through a depth process, exploring your own woundedness, and it's extending forgiveness to those parts of yourself and others. Forgiveness is one of my spiritual hacks. It is a deep internal process that can open doors for you where you might have once had walls like, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm, I'm quoting that from someone whose name is escaping me right now. Forgive me for that. I'm trying to think what else to share about NOLA therapy, reach out for sessions in person, remotely through phone, Skype, or FaceTime. And I, I think that's all about that, about me right now. I want to introduce my guest because I have loved reading his book. If you're on Facebook Live, you can see it right now. We will be with Zach 
Friedman. He's the author of The Lemonade Life, How to Fuel Success, Create Happiness, and Conquer Anything. This book is a bestseller. Apple named it one of Fall's biggest audiobooks. And Zach himself has inspired more than 20 million people in over 125 countries who read his column in Forbes. And his Forbes column gets over a million readers a month. So what he has to say, I definitely wanted to listen to, and I suggest you do the same. He is the founder of and CEO of Make Lemonade. It's a personal finance company. He has previously been a CFO, a hedge fund investor. He's worked at Blackstone, Morgan Stanley, and for the chief of staff to the president of the United States at the White House. And his pedigree of education formally includes degrees from Harvard, Wharton, Columbia, and Johns Hopkins. And what I really liked about this book is he was, in fact, inspired after having lunch with Warren Buffett and to write about how we can live a better life, how we can be on our own path of greatness for ourselves. And he talks about five switches. They're like light switches you turn on. And by activating these switches, we can change our lives quickly and shift from living the lemon life, which I love, which is settling, not feeling satisfied, doing the same things over and over, hoping for different results. We know that's the definition of insanity. And in opposition, we can choose to live the lemonade life with purpose and possibility. So with that, I just want to welcome you, Zach, and invite you onto the show. Thank you so much, Lisa, for that wonderful introduction. It's so great to be here. You're welcome. Thank you for taking your time out. And how are you today? I'm fantastic. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, let's jump right in because you offer so much in your book that I want listeners to know about. Where would you like to start with us? Yeah, you know, you give such a great introduction. And I think, you know, to set up kind of the framework for the lemonade life. So every day, all of us, whether we realize it or not, are making a fundamental decision. And that's, are we going to lead a lemon life or a lemonade life? And we make that decision every single day over and over again. And as you said at the outset, a lemon life is really settling for a life that's less than your best self. Okay, it's a life built on excuses, settling, pretending, and it's really a subpar existence. And unfortunately, whether many people realize it or not, about 99% of people are actually living that life. And the good news is you don't have to be stuck in that life because all of us have the power, as you said, to flip these internal switches. And when you flip those switches, and I'll get into those in a second, you can actually move to this other life, which is a, a better life. It's known as the lemonade life. And the lemonade life is leading life on your terms with purpose and possibility. Purpose is the underlying reason why you do what you do. It's the reason you get up in the morning. It's why you live your life. It's it's really your why. And possibility is endless opportunity. It's infinite opportunity for you to achieve anything in your life. And when you connect that purpose and possibility, you do it through action, then you get to lead the lemonade life. And so all of us are kind of making these daily choices, right? Every day we have a new day where we have a chance to win. Yes. And we have to make that decision. Are we going to be stuck in a lemon life or get to lead the lemonade life? And that's what this book is about. You know, I really like that. It's inspiring and it's practical to you empower people 
to have a different perspective, which is one of your first switches or drivers? Should we jump in to those switches? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. The light switches, as you said, you know, there's really these five switches, right? And I started thinking about, after having lunch with Warren Buffett, um, as you mentioned, um, is really, you know, what, what really drives success, right? We hear all these stories that we see it on social media, we read biographies, you know, people who are you know, hardworking or, you know, they never give up or they're, they're doing the hustle on a daily basis, the hustle and grind. And those things are all important. But what I really found is that the secret to a better life, really to fuel success and create happiness, um, is really inside all of us. It's not, it's not external. And so we all have these, these unique characteristics. And I studied leaders across all these different disciplines. And what I found is that there were commonalities. They were these five internal switches that all of us have. You don't have to be famous or be a billionaire to have them. Um, and these five internal switches are really the key. They're just like light switches. So when you flip them on, when you change these simple behaviors and habits inside all of us, then you, you really harness the power to lead the lemonade life. Yes. And so I know you talk about perspective, reorienting our perspective, our purpose and possibility. Can you talk to us about, about that switch to flip on within ourselves? Absolutely. Yeah. So it all starts with perspective, okay? And it's not just having uh, you know a positive mindset or thinking positively, right? I mean, I think we've all heard that before. But it's really reorienting your entire outlook on life. It's really rewiring your brain Mm -hmm. so that you see the world, you experience the world through a a positive lens. It doesn't mean you're happy 24 hours a day or seven days a week, right? I I think that's that's challenging for for, for many people, if not all people. But what it does mean is that no matter if you're in the peaks or the valleys of life, that you see the world and experience the world through a positive lens. So even if it's a challenging situation, you try to find kind of the, the glimmering hope in there. You see what the possibility can be. If you don't see it today, what it can be down the road. And so when you when you have that internal confidence, that internal power, where you see this perspective in a better light, it sets you up for success that you can't experience if you don't have that switch flipped on. And in the book, I talk about all these different ways how you can create happiness for yourself um, by doing very simple exercises and kind of ground your perspective and change your entire outlook because our perspective and our mindset truly defines us. And if you don't have that at the beginning, you end up stuck in a lemon life, frankly. And so in order to get to lemonade life, you have to have the right perspective. And will you share with us your morning routine? I always love to know the morning routine of other successful people and you talk about it in your book so i just wanted to to ask you since we're one-on-one absolutely so you know for me my day starts with gratitude and i think you know gratitude is the most powerful thing that you can really have in your life i know everyone has heard the term gratitude before but let me tell you what it means to me so when i think about gratitude i think about starting my day again from a perspective um situation with what i have rather than what I don't have, right? I mean, just think about that mm-hmm. for a second. What you have versus what you don't have. I think most people tend to focus naturally, it's human nature, on what they don't have, right? You know, first thing you wake up in the morning, a lot of people, they, the first thing they do, right, is they grab their phone, mm. right? First thing they do, right? Turn on their phone, they check their work email, they go on social media, and, you know, a lot of times social media is what you don't have, right? It's the way it's presented to you. So. I don't do that. What, what, I, what I do, the first thing I wake up is I literally think about what I have in my life. And so I like to keep a gratitude journal, and I like to write down literally three things that, that I have and, and, and I'm grateful for. So 
in your life, it could be anything, right? It could be a big thing like you know your family or a loved one. Uh, it could be a pet. It could be your job. It could be uh, the friend in your life. It could be an experience that you had. W- whatever it is, I, I spent about five to ten minutes um, you know, writing down those, those three things, what were most important to me and what I feel grateful for. And then I spent another about five or ten minutes kind of meditating and reflecting on that. I think that component is very helpful. I think you, you can't just write down three things in a journal and close it and go about your day. I really sit there and I really concentrate on those things, and it really grounds me and gives me this like energy um, to to really have this abundance for my day, um, and that's how I start my day. And then I pray after that, mm-hmm. and I find that the combination of those two things um, are very inspiring for me to go out and set my day um, and really achieve what I need to on a daily basis. Thank you for sharing that. I start my day similarly. I just loved how you included that in your book your own experiences and practices. I find that just really effective and helpful to emulate and model from. You're welcome. The second switch you talk about has to do with risk. Will you talk to us about that? Because I think that word, even when I saw it in your book, I felt some slight avoidance within myself, but I was like, come on, let's let's see what he has to say. And I, I wonder if others feel the same way, like wanting to even avoid the topic of risk. Yeah, you know, when people hear risk, tend to think about it really in a binary way, right? You either are someone who is afraid of risk, right? You see the word risk and you kind of, you know, run the other direction. Um, or, or people tend to be really risk-seeking, right? They, they, mm. they just like, go all in and take lots of big chances. And that's not scary for some people. Um, well, I actually talk about risk completely differently in this book. And, and I, I think that's actually not the way to think about risk. Yeah. Um, we make decisions every single day. Um, some very large, some very small. And I think um, that's not really the way to think about risk in this binary. You're either risking or risk avoiding. Um, so I actually go through some different ways that you can think about risk to help you become a better decision maker. Um, and, and, you know, one of the ways you can do that is through a risk-reward ratio. Um, and, and that sounds like a complex term, but what it really means very simply um, is you kind of look at um, how much money, you, if you're using money context, or, or how much um, you can really gain in any decision, and how much you can lose. And so it's not just win-lose, but it's actually how much you can win and how much you can lose. And really trying to think about the relationship between the two. Because every decision has some upside and it has some downside. Mm-hmm. And if you can kind of find the relationship between the two, um, you can decide whether a decision makes sense for you. So it's not just on a piece of paper, you know, make a plus com and a minor com. But it's really looking at, you know, how many pluses do I have and how many minuses do I have? And then saying, not just is one higher than the other, but, you know, am I comfortable taking this kind of decision, right? Like, is it too risky for me based on my own tolerance of risk? Um, or do I feel that, you know, I can do this? I have enough of a, of a safety zone or, you know, a, a net, so to speak, a safety net, mm-hmm. where I feel comfortable taking a certain decision. This is financial, relationship career, you know, any aspect of your life, if you can kind of think about risk differently than you're used to being taught, and I walk through detail in my book, how to do it, eliminate life, um, you'll, you'll really be a much better decision maker. And Zach, is that also the chapter where you talk about uh, checking your wolf pack and like the, the top five people you spend time with and writing the millionaire's check? Is that also, is that in this chapter? I'm trying to remember because I really like yeah, yeah, those exercises. Those are great points. So, like, yeah, the, the, having, having a wolf pack, let me just explain what that means for everybody. So, you know, people in your life, Jim Rohn was a, a great motivational speaker. You know, he said basically that you are the average of five people um, that you spend the most time with, right? I'm paraphrasing. That's essentially what he said. Um, if you really think about that, um, 
it's 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 pretty inspiring, uh, or or it can be very demotivating, right? Like if you actually really step back, you know, say to yourself, who am I actually dedicating my time and energy to? And you kind of look around your life. Right? It could be in your personal life, it could be your family, it could be your your colleagues at work. Um, and if you kind of name your top five, are you really happy in that situation? Like, are, are these the people that really you should be spending your time with? And, and you know, some people do that exercise, and they're like, wow, I, I didn't really think about how negative my, my surroundings are. Right? And sometimes it's family, right? I mean, that's, people don't like to hear that all yeah. the time, or they don't like to admit it. Um, but, but, you know, you, you're, you're a psychotherapist. You've seen it before. You know, some folks have a lot, of, a lot of negativity in their life. And so what I talk about very bluntly in the book is, you know, you really need to go through your wolf pack. Start there. And if there's people in your life who are bringing you down in some regard, then they can't be in your wolf pack. And, and that sounds, you know, like tough love, but, but it, I, I really believe it's the truth. Yes. Um, and so really cultivating your wolf pack and bringing in people who can really lift you up. Could be a mentor, could be people you don't know. Um, these things can change over time in terms of who are those top five. And then in the book, I talk about this rule called the 5X rule, which says don't just focus on the five people in your life. But you can actually extend it to other areas. You know, what are the five TV shows that you watch? Mm. Um, you know, what are the five movies you, you love to just, you know, uh, uh, you know download? You know, what, what are the five foods you eat most I frequently? Like what are the five places you go on vacation? Yes. You know, what are the five places you spend your weeks in, right? You can kind of name these lists of five. When you kind of do that on a piece of paper, you know, you get a real snapshot of your life. And, and when you can see it in that regard, um, it clicks for you, right? And you can say to yourself, you know, are these really the decisions I want to be making? Is this how I want to dedicate my time and energy? And you can start to make, you know, very simple changes that can kind of change the landscape um, of what you do on a daily basis. And it's just, it's incredibly empowering. It is empowering and powerful as a practice to reevaluate periodically as well, as you talk about. Yes, it's critical. Yes. Do you want to move on to independence, the switch of independence, or are there more offerings? From- sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, there, there's definitely more offerings I know. you can read in the Lemonade Life. Yes. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, the, uh, the in, in, independence um, is really at the crux of Lemonade Life. So I think most people, again, whether they realize it or not, um, are leading a dependent life, right? They may be dependent. It's not necessarily financial dependence, but they could be dependent on other people's ideas, right? Or following the trends, or following the group, or you know the herd mentality. Um, and so, a lot of people just don't take a moment to just kind of step back and go against the grain or go against the status quo. Typically, in society, we tend to um, you know characterize those people as kind of you know misfits or outcasts. But but what I found you know in my own experiences in writing this book and, 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 and prior um, is that the people who really stand out in the world are those who actually walk that independent path. You know, people may think of them, whether they're entrepreneurs um, or they're visionaries or they're leaders in our society, um, are really the ones who kind of think differently than everyone else. They think independently. Mm-hmm. They're not afraid to put themselves out there. You know, if you're trying to start a business, you know, I, I talk about a lot of entrepreneurs, yes. today, people who are billionaires, um, who kind of took that first step and you know, literally people laughed at them. Like, what are you talking about? Like, this will never work. Like, no one's going to buy into this idea. What are you talking about? We've always done it this way. Um, and, you know, they tried and tried and failed and failed and failed. And, you know, they ended up proving people wrong yes. um, because they've kind of taken that independent path and they've, they've thought critically. And they didn't really think about other people judging them. 
And it's a very similar thing with keeping up with the Joneses, right? We've all heard that term before, where people are trying to be like their neighbors and friends or people they see on social media. Um, and I think it's one of the most detrimental things that you can do in your life. Because again, it's a life of dependence. And when you actually take a step back and you realize who you are as a person and what you, what, why you're here on this earth and the talents you've been given, you really realize that you have a much bigger platform and you're a lot more powerful mm. than maybe you've been dictated or been told in society. And so when you walk that independent path and you harness the power within you, you really can create unlimited possibility in your life. You know, I want to introduce to our listeners, Zach, at this point, that as you're talking about the switches, you're also defining these these sets of kind of personality types that you articulate of the daring disruptors, people who leap for themselves and their, their internal drive is what motivates them. And you talk about external excusers, people that give up before they try, that it just seems too hard before even. Are you also tired of one size fits all weight loss plans? Meet Noom, the personalized solution that meets you where you are. Noom is able to understand your unique needs from dietary restrictions to medical concerns. Unlike restrictive programs, Noom embraces your lifestyle and choices. Discover a sustainable approach to weight loss tailored just for you. Honestly, Noom felt like it was made for me. It's not just about what I eat. It's about understanding why. With Noom, I've learned so much about myself and built healthier habits that stick. It's all about progress, not perfection. Say goodbye to restrictive diets and experience the Noom app for yourself with personalized lessons and expert coaching. Noom's psychology and biology-based approach has helped over 5.2 million people achieve their goals. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Hey, Billy, why don't we tell them what we're about, man? So we're here to welcome you to the Madhouse Chronicles. It's a talk show with myself, Billy Morrison. And me, Ozzy Osbourne. This man, Prince of Darkness, and we watch and react to the maddest internet clips. What do we discuss, Ozzy? Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, all that kind of shit. Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, and all that kinds of shit. Come and join Ozzy and myself. Visit OsbourneMediaHouse.com to get special access to... Come on! What do you say? Do you think it's the wildest show on the internet. <laughs> Taking a step on the path, and you talk about the steady settlers, as steady set settlers, as you just mentioned, that they're they tend to follow and chase others they believe to be success, successful versus creating their own path. And then the change chasers that kind of jump around and are inconsistent. Can you talk to us more specifically? Because they definitely weave in and out of your five switches that we want to activate within ourselves. Absolutely. So in the lemonade life, you will meet four different characters. Three of them are stuck in the lemon life. And we've 
all met people like this before. So the first person is an eternal excuser. These are the people who, no matter what, they're always complaining, right? They're always making excuses for their life, why they can't do something. They're too old. They don't have enough money. Their time has passed. It's too hard. They're too busy, you know, right? No matter what you want to do, they always have a comment for it to put you down. And, you know, they're never really actually in the action, right? They're not on the field. They're kind of in the bleachers, right? They're yes. sitting on their front porch or on their stoop, kind of shouting to everybody in the street, but they're not actually, they're actually doing anything. And so we all know people like this, and they end up really stuck in the lemon life. Um, and it, it's really, it's a, it's a popular way to live life, but, but, it's, but it's really a losing game. Um, steady settlers are people who kind of, you know, they, they walk the straight path, right? They don't really get out of their comfort zone. They don't really like taking risks. Um, they can be very successful, right? They may have the appearance of happiness, um, but they're kind of living other people's lives. They, they, they keep up with the Joneses, um, and they're not really, you know, thinking independently, going against the grain, taking chances to better their lives. And, they're, you know, internally they're miserable. Externally they may have this appearance of things are going well. And when we see a lot of these people, too, are kind of, you know, st stuck in a job they really don't like, but they're doing it just to keep up uh, their social appearances. Um, and those are people who are also stuck in the lemon life. Um, and then finally, you're change chasers. You know, this is, you can imagine kind of your crazy uncle who's kind of riding the next big wave of the new, you know, hot, hot idea or hot scam um, to kind of make money quickly um, and then get out. Um, and you think about an entrepreneur who wants to put in the work and invest time and energy who's willing to fail. Uh, change chasers don't do that. They're just kind of chasing the next trend. They're chasing the herd mentality. They don't actually want to do the work. They just want to reap the benefits. And so these are, these are some of the people that we meet a lot in our lives, and all of them are stuck living the lemon life. Um, but there's one group of people um, who are really in that top 1% echelon, um, and they're called daring disruptors. And daring disruptors are people who are proactive and they're unconventional. And if you can bring in those two character traits and attributes in your life, um, you're really going to be um, setting yourself apart from everybody else. Um, daring disruptors are not afraid to fail. Um, they're, they're, they're really better listeners than they are speakers. So they really want to learn from everybody, regardless of your title, your status. Um, they're really people who want, to, who want to get ahead in life, um, but they have the mentality uh, to be more inclusive um, and to really be proactive in how they think about the world, how they think about their life, about their business, um, and they embrace the world with gratitude and kindness um, and inclusivity. So th those are four people that you'll meet in a limited life in addition to a lot of well-known people you know, everyone from Warren Buffett to Dolly Parton to Esther Stallone, Tyler Perry, uh, Steve Jobs, Benjamin Franklin. I mean, there's a list goes on yeah. uh, of great people and their amazing, inspiring stories of how they went from uh, really nothing to the, to the people that we know today um, who achieved a great success in their lives. And you know, Zach, as I looked at these characters, personality types that you describe, I could see myself and all four of them at different times in my life. Yeah. And now I feel like I, I've moved more into being the daring disruptor, though there are moments I might slip back into a steady settler mentality, feel, fearing judgment or ridicule, yet encouraging myself, like, come on, Lisa, let's go. Keep moving forward by the mentors and such that I have and read about. Is that what you found for yourself as well? That is, that is so insightful, Lisa, that you brought that up. And, you know, it's it's really true. I think I think human nature um, is is you have you know, all four of those personalities can be inside one person, and it's really a question number one how that changes throughout the course of your life, right? Because you may have percentages of each one, um, and, and the, really the question is you know how can you 
you know, suppress for the life characteristics and traits and really embrace the daring disruptor trait. And I think the people who can do that, and I don't think it's that complicated to do, um, as I talk about in the book, if you can flip these five switches, um, you really can leave the of purpose and possibility which lay at the center of being a daring disruptor. That's awesome to hear. And, and your book, it is, it does inspire how we can move once we identify where we are right now that we can make the changes by flipping on the five switches that you talk about and and change and edge up. So I like that in your book, that we're not just relegated to being one of these characters or personality types forever. It is within our power and control. Absolutely. As I talk about in the book, you know, everyone has a shot at greatness. Mm. Okay, I really fundamentally believe yeah. that. I do not believe that people... You know, people can definitely have, you know, tough circumstances. Um, they may have had a tough family life. They may have a financial hardship. Um, you know, life may not have been fair. I, I, I certainly understand that, and I think all of us in some ways have, have experienced that. But I do believe in the power of possibility and purpose. And I think everyone has a shot at greatness, no matter where you come from, uh, who you are, how much money you make, your title is, what you do for a living. You know, everyone has a shot at greatness. And I do believe that if you... To harness the power within yourself to flip these five switches, everyone can lead the limited life. Absolutely. I am right with you, Zach. We are going to pause for a couple minutes of commercials, and I will bring you right back on. Wonderful. For those of you listening to All Things Therapy, my sponsor, BetterHelp.com, is an online, HIPAA-compliant, secure, and affordable therapy resource for you, in addition to working with practitioners like myself and others. As my listener, they're offering you 10% off your first month to check them out. They offer thousands of licensed counselors. You can start receiving online therapy in as little as 24 hours and request a new or different counselor, just like in face-to-face therapy. If you don't feel like there's a resonance, you can choose to work with someone else They are available across desktop, mobile, Android, and iOS apps. They have financial aid available to those who qualify. And to check them out and take advantage of that offer, should you choose, simply go to betterhelp.com forward slash ATT, all caps, for all things therapy, for 10% off your first month with betterhelp.com. Indeed, listening is the new reading. With Audible, you can listen to an unlimited amount of books at home, in your car, at the gym, anywhere on the go. With over 180,000 audiobooks to choose from, for you, the listener of all things therapy, Audible is offering you a free audiobook download and a month-long subscription for you to try them out. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash all things therapy now and enjoy. Do you want to help yourself and friends find a purpose in life? Then you are in the right place and be a part of the crowdfunding campaign of patreon.com forward slash all things therapy with Lisa Tahir as she initiates a one-on-one interaction with inspiring authors, healing experts, and spiritual directors. Join the League of Heroes of this generation by contributing your quota between a dollar up to a hundred dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash all things therapy. Let's make the world free of suicide, poverty, depression, and in all, make the world a better place for everyone. 
Welcome back to All Things Therapy. I am your host, Lisa Tahir, and today I am with Zach Friedman, author of this book. If you're on Facebook Live, you can see this, The Lemonade Life, How to Fuel Success, Create Happiness, and Conquer Anything. Welcome back, Zach. Thank you. Great to be here, Lisa. It's so great to be with you. So we're going through your five drivers for success, the five switches that we can turn on and activate within ourselves. You've talked about perspective, risk, independence. Can we keep going with them to make sure our listeners get all of them? We absolutely should. Okay. Do you want to do, do self-awareness next? I really, really liked that one, being a therapist. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. So self-awareness is fundamentally so important to your life. And some people are afraid to embrace self-awareness because um, it may scare them, right? I mean, to look in a mirror, a lot of people don't like to look beyond kind of their, their personal appearance. And I think the people who are most successful actually take the time to evaluate themselves and really understand who they are as people. It doesn't mean that you need to you know, look at your strengths, look at your weaknesses, and, and, and feel bad about what you don't have. Again, it's really focusing on a position of strength. I think the people who understand themselves, why they're here, what they do, what they do, what's their underlying purpose, um, what are they good at, what are they not good at, I think it really helps define and connect who you are and who you want to be. Okay. And, you know, I, I'm a big believer of understanding your strengths and weaknesses, really focusing on your strengths. You know, a lot of people say focus on your strengths and focus on your weaknesses and then build up your weaknesses. But I, I don't think people can be all things, um, you know, all the time and be great mm-hmm. at everything, right? I don't, I don't yeah. think there are superhumans. So, you know, really focus on what you're good at. If you're not good at something, it doesn't mean you can't improve, you can't be better. I'm not talking about, like, basic skills in life. But, you know, if, if, if you're not meant to be, like, a, a major league player because you're not a good pitcher, like, you don't just spend your entire life, like, trying to be a baseball, um, or you're not good at something, don't don't put your your your, your time and your energy and focus there. You know, really harness the part of things you could be better at um, that you already have a stronghold in. I think really concentrating and focusing your effort um, and dedicating yourself to, you know, being good at a couple things um, is going to pay a lot more dividends than trying to be good at everything and spreading yourself thin. Um, so self-awareness is so important. And I walk, I walk through in the book a lot of ways that you can kind of measure and, and record your own self-performance and your self-awareness. Um, and it's also about self-care. I should mention that, too, because I think a lot of times, you know, we as humans um, have this tendency to kind of want to take care of everybody else around us, right? We take care of our family, our friends, people who are close and near and dear to us. But I, I would really implore everyone to, to really spend some time, um, every once in a while at least, to take care of yourself, mm-hmm. right? I think it's okay to take care of yourself. It's it's not selfish in a, in, in a negative way, but sometimes you all need to just take a moment and, and, and really remember who you are, to remember your own greatness. Um, and it can be any way that you choose to do that. Um, take some personal time, you know, move away from, from social media. You may just want to turn off your phone or turn off uh, you know, seeing certain people for a certain amount of time and just having some, a chance to really reflect on who you are um, and just remember your greatness. I think that's such an important thing to revisit as much as possible um, because a lot of us get lost in the day-to-day grind and our commitments and our responsibilities. Um, but if you can some, take some time for some self-care, I think that's really important um, and it's going to give you a chance to rejuvenate and re-energize. I agree, Zach. And as I was reading your book and came upon the switches, the drivers of independence and self-awareness, 
I really saw them as, as being reciprocal and, and fitting together, where you spoke about relying yeah. upon ourselves and not making excuses, really being accountable and taking responsibility for where we are across the various aspects of our life and how that takes self-reflection, as you spoke about, and maybe what, what yeah. habits, you know, our habits are just repeated thoughts that are then a behavioral extend, extension. And um, yeah. so can you speak to us about how, how you, you know, to help people change? Once we have the awareness we need to change some of our habits, how do you suggest one goes about that? How have you done that? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I want to mention, Lisa, you brought up an important point, which is talking about accountability. And I think... I think, you know, accountability, you know, <laughs> I, I, gave a, I gave a TED Talk on this um, about the secrets to happiness at work, and I would encourage folks to go watch it on YouTube um, or at TED.com. And I think a lot of people are kind of afraid of accountability, right? It's just one, one important thing, right? It's like taking responsibility, taking the blame, right? You look at, in a work context or even when you're growing up with a sibling, right, it's always like the other person's fault because mm. people don't want to admit that they did something wrong for a variety of reasons, right? It, like, resembles failure. Um, but I think people who really understand themselves, they really, really take the time to understand who they are. They're not really afraid of being accountable, right? And mm. what I found personally and, and also professionally uh, as a CEO is that, you know, accountability is not a bad thing, right? It, it's actually pretty empowering. Um, you know, if you're in charge of a company or an organization uh, or even in your own personal life, um, once you understand yourself and who you are, you're not really afraid to take responsibility for things, the good and the bad, right? Like, it's, it's okay to be like, uh, you know, I messed up. I made a mistake, yes. right? I mean, how empowering is, is that to actually say, you know what, I, I messed up. It was my mistake. Um, think about that, right? Because a lot of people kind of do the opposite. Like at work, for example, they'll, they'll just, they won't admit to it. They'll blame someone else. Um, I have a thing in the book, Blame Sheila in Accounting. Yes, yes, um, I love you know, that part. You get, bl- get blamed for everything, right? And so, you know, and then they don't say anything about it, and that leads to, like, passive aggression, and, and people are quiet, they're not really sure, and you have this, like, pit in your stomach, and, you know, like, who wants to live like that, right? And so I think people who kind of admit wrongdoing when they, when they make a mistake, um, or they, they own all the good and bad, like, that's a very uplifting, empowering thing. Um, and so I, I would just put that out there for people to really think about. I, I talk about it a lot more in the book, In a Lemonade Life. And then really to answer your question about habits, you know, there's a whole, a whole section on there uh, about habits and, you know, how, how you can really change um, and kind of working through your belief system, working through your kind of day-to-day um, decisions that you make and it kind of how, how you can move from, you know, bad habits you may have to good habits. And it's really focusing a lot on patterns. Mm-hmm. And I, I talk, talk about patterns yes. in the book, too, and how you can kind of understand the patterns you've been following and how you can kind of change from different patterns to new patterns. I talk about goal setting um, and how to do that um, through a great um, mnemonic that you can use to kind of remember uh, how to do that. I think goal setting is so important uh, and and, and just having goals that are much more specific and tangible um, and are really built around purpose and why you're doing certain things. I think coming back to that theme of why is another effective way that you can kind of change your habits, right? A lot of people think of habits as like, you know, they do a certain thing or a behavior and they're like, okay, I need to stop doing that behavior. It's bad. You know, don't, don't overeat, um, mm-hmm. you know, for example. Uh, but, but I think more fundamentally is like, wh- why are you doing certain yes. things? Like, why do you make decisions? Why, why do you end up in this place? Right. And I think if you really focus on that, why again, again, it's coming back to purpose. purpose if you yeah. Think about the purpose of why you're doing those things and then focus on the possibility of what you could be doing better 
then your, your mind really starts to change and you're, you have this like aha moment. And I think if people focus more fundamentally on that, they can, they can make a lot of changes in their life quite simply. And I think that goes back as well to the Steve Jobs question he'd asked himself that you spoke about in the book. If this was the last day of my life, again, my paraphrase, am I doing what what I'd want to be doing on the last day of my life? And if yeah. you're finding yourself saying no to that more often, then you're saying yes to really reevaluate wh- what are you doing each day and what changes would that, I like to start exactly making. Right. That, that, that is exactly right. And, you know, I'm a strong believer that we all have so much time in life, right? I mean, people get worried when they're 30 or 40 or 50 mm. or 60 that life has just passed them by, life's over, I can't make a change. I really believe at any age you can do really whatever you want. Um, you can start a business at age 70 if you want to. So, um, you know, you can, you, you messed up in your 20s or your 30s and you're 40 now and you're looking for a job or you didn't get the job you wanted or you didn't make partner at the firm. I really believe that everyone has the possibility to just live their life the way they want and reinvent themselves. Yes. Um, and start your job, right? I mean, everyone has financial responsibilities and obligations, and I understand that. It's not like everyone can just leave their job. But if you're, if you're unhappy at work, you're in a negative environment, and you're just not being recognized for the work you're doing, or you feel you're not getting um, you know, what, what you think you, you could be earning, or, or you're just in a negative environment where your creativity can't flourish, or your, your success cannot be shared with others, then I think you should really quit your job. Um, and yeah, that's more tough love. Yeah. Um, and it may not be you know, possible to do it today, again, given financial obligations. Um, but I really think that people have more power than they realize to get out of a bad situation. It's not always easy. Um, and I recognize there's you know, other, other you know, personal things that can be hard. Um, but in a work context, for example, people really do have more power and more optionality than they realize. Um, to kind of lead the land they want. I mean, don't be the person who is stuck in a job for 10 years when they could have, you know, spent the time to apply to other jobs, talk to other people, network, and they're looking back saying, what did I just do for the last 10 years? I've been miserable every single day at work. You know, we spent up to 70,000 hours of our lives at work. So, you know, as I say in my TED Talk, like, I, you know, I can't do something I don't like for more than 15 minutes, let alone 70,000 hours. Yeah. So really be thoughtful and, and practical about where you are in your life and thinking about, you know, is this really the life I want to be living? Like, is this, is this the life that I want to lead? Because I, like, I truly believe in your greatness, mm-hmm. and you don't have to settle for something less than your best self. Amen. And I think this moves us right into your fifth uh, switch and drive having to do with motion, taking action on our goals. Will you talk to us about that? Yeah, so look, you can spend all day being, uh, having the right perspective, taking the right risks, being independent, having a lot of self-awareness, but if you don't actually act and do the hard work to get there, you'll never make lemonade and you'll never lead the lemonade life. Lemonade life is built on people who take action, right? Coming back to daring disruptors who are proactive, there's no shortcut to greatness, okay? There are no shortcuts to greatness, right? You may get lucky, you may, you know, find the, find the hidden door, but for the most part, you're going to have to put in the hard work. You have to do it yourself, right? Everyone I know who's successful, you know, you may you may not see it. You don't know their backstory. You just see the, yeah. you know, the magazine covers. Um, but all of those people really worked at it. You know, mm-hmm. again, there might be a few that, that kind of slipped through and got lucky. But you know, you, you don't get to see the comedians who are kind of going from you know club to club, um, you know, trying to make you know uh, kind of a living and you know become the famous comedians we know today or the actors who struggle. Uh, and not getting parts. You know, I talk about Jim Carrey in the book as yes. one example. Tyler Perry, who lived in his car um, and, and, and you know, wouldn't give up on his dream. Um, you know, there are a lot of people who just, you know, 
really put in the work to get where they want. And I really believe that fundamentally you need to do that. And so, you know, I talk about all the ways that you can kind of take motion in your own life to kind of take life um, and take control of it um, and make lemonade for yourself. So absolutely important to, to, to take action. You know, and I'm thinking as you're speaking, Zach, that one of the underlying principles you also speak about in your work and in your book is the ability to say no and set boundaries. And I think in a culture where there's so much out here about say yes to everything, it's so important to know when to say yes versus when we need to reserve our energy and resources by saying no. Can you talk to us about that as well? It's so important to set boundaries in your life. I think many people... Again, human nature is we want to please, right? We, yeah. we want to try to say yes. We want to appear accommodating, friendly. Um, you know, we want to make sure the boss is happy. Um, we don't want to hurt other people's feelings. Um, I think that you, again, are the, are the owner and the arbiter uh, of your life and your time and your energy. And if there are things that make you uncomfortable in life, in personal or professional context, it's okay to say no. I mean, people are, are, are not going to be offended. Like, if you need time for yourself... Um, if, if you don't want to take a certain job, don't take, don't take that job if you have other options. If you, know, you don't want to spend your time with certain people, like, don't feel obligated to do that. You know, if you do it once or twice, fine. But you know, if, it, again, if someone's bringing you down in life, you know, don't feel like you're going to hurt their feelings if they're um, you know, trying to consume all your time. You don't have to keep saying yes. You know, again, you have more power than you realize. And I think um, saying no and kind of reclaiming your time um, mm-hmm. and your energy to do things that are most productive and make you happier – you're going to find your life is going to be so much better. You're going to have a weight lifted off of your shoulder. So kind of remember, uh, you know, owning your time, owning your energy, owning your dedication and your focus. I think those are very important points for people to remember. And it's really central to the lemonade life. Absolutely. And I also want listeners to know, Zach, that as much as we've spoken about in this almost 45 minutes, there's so much more for listeners, for you to gain out of this book. Like I love, Zach, where you talk about 20 questions that will change your life, Lemonade Economics, the five E's, having to do with explore, endeavor, experiment, embrace, and engage. And just you're such a mentor, and I love mentors that offer such practical tips. And so I just want listeners to know to really go get your book. I want to let them know that you have two websites. One is Lemonade Life book.com and the other is zachfriedman.com or is that accurate information that's completely accurate yeah and you can get the lemonade life it's available everywhere so you can get it in hardcover at your favorite bookstore online uh there's an ebook um there's the audio book which i narrate uh, yes. debuted at number one on apple so awesome um, for all business books and um yeah it's, it's been a bestseller i'm incredibly grateful uh, and very appreciative of all the readers around the world um, who've embraced the lemonade life. You know, the book is incredibly practical. Yeah. Um, this is not a theoretical book. I mean, you literally, on page one, can start applying things to change your life. Um, and it's really your personal life, your professional life. There's a lot of stuff about career, a lot of stuff about being an entrepreneur, a lot of stuff about just being a happier person, um, and how, to, how to have happiness, how to have gratitude, kindness in your life. Um, and I really think it's going to change the way that you experience the world. And also, like you said earlier, Zach, that it's not too late. You talk about some of these people in our culture and in the lexicon that didn't step into their greatness until they were in their 50s, for example. And so there's a lot of hope that we can really change ourselves and our patterns. And and I really like... Every day, yes. That's that's right. Every day is a new shot of greatness. I I firmly believe that. It doesn't matter how old you are. Really, it doesn't matter how old you are. You can be a billionaire at age 60. 
right? Yeah. You could be poor your entire life and have no money, right? You, you could have never found a relationship your entire life, and at age 70, you meet the, you know, your, your soulmate. Um, I, I really believe that every day when we wake up is a new shot of greatness. And it doesn't matter what happened yesterday. It doesn't matter what happened last week. It doesn't matter what happened five years ago, right? Your life can change on a dime, and you actually yes. have the power to change it. So, like, stop thinking about the past. Stop thinking about this morning. Stop thinking about yesterday. Really focus on today. And, 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 and if you want to go change your circumstance, go change your circumstance, period. Absolutely. And then also, if people want to follow you on social media, is it Zach A. Friedman? At, That's right. Okay, on Facebook, Twitter, and yeah. Instagram, Zach A. Friedman. I did a post before we went live on Instagram, and I'm going to do that later. Um, so, yeah, so people can find this really important resource and work. Thank you so much. Thank you. Is there anything Absolutely. you want to leave us? I'd love, I'd love us? to hear from readers. Yeah, is there anything else you want to leave us with? I, I would just encourage everyone to grab a copy of The Lemonade Life. Yeah. I, I really fundamentally believe it will help change your life for the better, um, help you to create happiness, fuel success, um, and really conquer anything in your life. And um, I look forward to hearing from you. If you grab the book, definitely tag me on social. would love to see a picture uh, of you holding the book um, or at least say hi. Um, uh, I, yeah. I'd love to um, interact with readers. I really appreciate um, you having me on today, Lisa. This has been really fun. You're welcome. And you know, the theme of my podcast, the tagline is changing consciousness one conversation at a time. And you are definitely you doing that. So thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate You're it. Welcome. It's been a pleasure to be on the show. Same here. Have a great evening. You too. Thanks. Bye. That concludes my interview today with Zach Friedman, author of The Lemonade Life, How to Fuel Success, Create Happiness, and Conquer Anything. I hope everyone had a really nice holiday last week with Thanksgiving. However you celebrate it or not, my well wishes are with you always, and I look forward to being back next week with another episode. Bye, y'all. You're listening to All Things Therapy.